0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala, ba, 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 ba. your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what Terrence? Singaporean humor or just good old humor, lah? Not Singaporean. Just global, global humor. Global Man. humor.
1: Now with the internet, the world is our audience. Okay, no, no, let's, let's never let's do before. This. No, don't need to say global. Say Singaporean humor with a global footprint. <laughs> yeah Who else says that? Who no, else says that? No, I'm just trying to be, like a bit, be A bit more like The multi-ministry task force You know They say We're not zero COVID We're not uh, We're not uh, Purely endemic We are like We're pursuing our own strategy Our own way That kind of thing Try, Don't don't to oh, really? the They said that? Like. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah That's what Ong, Ong, Ong Yikang said like. don't, We don't oh. Don't classify us Don't put us in these boxes You know He said we are Charting our own path So I say Singaporean humor with a global footprint. Mm. Can lah, yeah, can global okay. footprint uh, to all those
0: Singaporeans who are listening to us from outside Singapore. Yeah, you can feel Terence's footprints on you right now,
1: man. <laughs> our footprints, our feel footprints. the footprints. I mean, it's quite funny because <laughs> I think uh, literally somebody spotted you around town today with a bunch of people, right? And then for some reason, they yeah, thought yeah, some... I they thought I was one of those people. I had to be one of those people. <laughs> Like people think I, I you and I are joined the hip and we hover around each other all day, yeah. Yeah. yeah man. Yeah. And I think anytime I'm walking with a Chinese person, people will think it's Terrence. Exactly. Yeah. It's brilliant, right? But you were with other and Chi- I know you, were, you were you with at least one other Chinese person, right? At least one other Chinese person. Like, and the Chinese person was carrying a camera. Ah So I see, I
0: see. And there was another Chinese person using audio equipment. So they probably figure, okay, one of them is Terrence. Uh, one <laughs> of them is Terrence. One of them has to be Terrence.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Imagine they go out to the <laughs> and they're And then we think for the butt. It never comes. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs>
0: That's why when, the, pers- when the, the person did say hi, I, I I really like your show. I was like, oh, thanks. Then I was thinking, is it the Ministry of Funny Videos or our Yalla Butt podcast? It's the podcast. Or,
1: yeah, yeah. It's, I guess it's the podcast. No, no, right? no. no. It, it's verified because someone messaged uh, my wife saying, oh, I saw your husband and Harish at blah 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 today yeah <laughs> I told them I really like, enjoyed the show I'm like I've, oh, been, so s- I've, I've been at home they, all day <laughs> I haven't been they out said at they
0: said they saw you they said they saw oh, you saw
1: us la, saw us yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah oh man that's funny mm. but but I mean uh, like I've been wanting to give a shout out to the other day when I was at Old Apple Road Food Center someone like a um, um, food delivery person came up to me and just said you know they really appreciate our show uh, because it gives them something to listen to when, when doing their deliveries and she was really like hustling like crazy and she was so cheerful mm. and yeah, shout out to you if you're listening and everyone else out there who's listening while you're doing some form of work. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, that's right.
0: It's great to know that we are helping out even a little bit to bring some joy.
1: Mm, mm. On a very gloomy Monday afternoon. that is. Really yeah, I'm liking so. it, man. I'm liking it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Liking I, it. I, I'm, I'm not I'm not complaining about Hello. the gloominess. I, I feel like we need a, more of this kind of gloominess. Uh, weather-wise yeah, like Weather-wise But anyway um, yeah. Cool If you love this podcast wow. Like all the people Who have approached us Please do Try and tell One other person about it Tell the person That is You know That person who is listening to I don't know uh, Joe Rogan At the traffic light Or something You know If you see them Listening to some podcast Tell them Hey Have you checked out This local podcast Called Yala? But And then See the yeah, response man. Yeah man Cool and and check out our
0: subreddit. It, the link is in the show notes. Mm. Um, and I think that was one of our longest intros ever, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, cause, yeah. It's it's after. I think after the weekends is always interesting because we we sort of have our you know we go separate ways, have all our own interactions with family and friends, and and shit happens. Yeah, and, and we all come that, crawling back to each other, <laughs> la. Crawling back to each other. <laughs> we all come crawling back to this podcast for some dose
0: of a dose of relief. Yeah, yeah. correct. And and I'm sure some of you caught the show that uh, over the weekend, which we are going to talk about right now. Mm, mm, um, and it is none other than Dave Chappelle's closer, or rather, the the kerfuffles that are happening around that
1: special. Correct. 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 yep, yep. Uh, actually. Yeah. And more.
0: Uh, just question: yeah. Why why is it
1: called the closer?
0: Um, because that's his last um, Netflix special that he signed with as part of a multi-special oh, deal.
1: So it's closing off the, the Netflix uh, special. Yeah. Yeah. At first, I thought it was, you know,
0: everybody's socially distanced. Let's all come closer. Oh. But it means like, it's, yeah, not, totally wrong interpretation.
1: Uh, yeah. And I thought it was something to do with being cancelled. Uh, like you get closed, you know, like cancelled. But like oh. not, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's the the clo the closer. Lah. You know, like you have your closing segment, your closing joke. Mm. This is his closer special. Lah. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean both Terrence and I have watched it. I watched it about a week prior to this episode recording. And for you?
1: Uh yeah, about about a week ago. Yeah. I I just wanted to make sure I, I watched it before uh potentially anything happened to the show, lah. like it got censored or cancelled or anything. Lah. Mm. And um. and I'm I, I I must say that
0: before I watched it, I already knew it was getting a ton of backlash. I didn't read too much about the articles because I wanted to just, you know, watch it um, with as objective an eye as I could uh, even after knowing that there was some backlash. Mm-hmm. Same, um, same. And the yeah. backlash was... Same for you. And, mm. and the backlash was essentially around his jokes about uh, trans people, uh, people from the LGBTQ plus uh, community. And yeah, it's it's something that he has gotten a lot of criticism for uh, but the latest development as of today, uh, October 18th, is that um, there's there's n- some staff at Netflix um, mm. have organized or are planning to organize a walkout on 20th October. Correct, correct. Yep, yep. Yeah. And the backlash seems to just be getting more intense, man, mm. uh, since it was released. La. Mm. Uh, I think there's I, a timeline, it, right? that. that. Of course, there's always a timeline with everything, this. man.
1: In fact, there's an article that has a timeline, so we'll put, we'll put the link in the description later. Yeah,
0: but but essentially, like Dave, Dave Chappelle's first special came out March twenty first, twenty seventeen, mm. um, and since then he has released a bunch. Some very critically acclaimed, some uh, like Sticks and Stones winning a Grammy award and uh, an Emmy award. Mm. Um, they've all gotten their fair share of criticism because he because of his takes on the trans movement and 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 all that Mm. and this last one was was no different but after 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 this one on uh, was released on october 5th there were a few things that happened which we need to just talk about to set the context for what we're going to talk about sure um october 6th there was a a software engineer at netflix called tara field Mm. um she's Uh, she's trans Mm. and she kind of like went on Twitter saying that um, you know content like this by Dave Chappelle uh, does a lot of harm very specifically to black trans Mm -hmm. women because he promotes certain ideology that he mentioned in his podcast and then uh, October 6th a a Netflix showrunner uh, who's also trans, who's the co-showrunner of a very popular show called Dear White People, threatens to resign if the Chappelle show is not taken down. Mm, mm, mm. Um, then on October 11th, uh, the Netflix suspended three employees for apparently leaking uh, data to the public. Mm. And yeah, since then, October 12th, the walkout was announced. Yep. So the if you haven't watched the show, uh, I think this discussion would should still be interesting. You don't need to know the joke because we can talk about certain jokes, lah, if you... Sure.
1: They're not really a spoiler-spoiler. Yeah. I but, mean, because they are I mean, sort of just almost quotes from Chappelle himself, lah, right? Yeah, correct, correct.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's interesting because there's been a lot of backlash from viewers, there's backlash from employees, and there's also been memos sent out by the co-CEO, Ted Serenos, lah, mm. Very much in support of Dave Chappelle. Yes. So right. so with that whole context, like, what, what
1: was your first thoughts when you watched it? Um, to be honest when the moment it finished I was like huh that's it lah. Uh, mm. in the sense that yeah there were one or two maybe like like jokes that I felt were actually like really like laugh out a lot funny but I was just constantly waiting for you know a, a, you know something a big moment a big punchline a big like you know Punch in the guts and and everything that that, that would make me. Uh, oh, this is the reason why if, if it's so dangerous because it's so much of it, so much of this, uh, so much of this uh, so called hate speech right, and all that is disguised as such great humor. You know? But yeah, it, it, it never hit me in the gut like 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 that lah. You know, like as opposed to other comedy specials that I've watched lah. So mm. in a sense, like. I might not even have watched it if it didn't get this controversy around it. Another demonstration of the Streisand effect, you know. Although mm. I know I, I've i watched his other specials, but but yeah, this one, I, I'm, in, I'm usually in no rush to watch the specials. La. Yeah. Mm. How about you? Um, I mean, yeah, like
0: given the backlash, I also was expecting something to like viscerally, for me, just be like, how can he say that? Um, and I also didn't have that. In fact, I found it I found it it's not full of like that that punchline jokes, punchline jokes, and I think it was a very loaded with a lot of messages like mm. even mm. that that being said, there were certain jokes or statements he made that I felt okay, this is probably what got him in hot water. Like for example, yeah. he very publicly agreed with JK Rowling yeah. um yeah. on her stance towards the trans movement la. Mm. and he specifically said gender is a fact. Yeah. Um, he made some jokes about how the 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 private parts of a trans woman is not the same yeah. as a
1: as someone who's born a woman.
0: Yeah, and yeah. So don't
1: forget <laughs> one more. He he also uh, made a joke about getting in a fight with a trans a trans uh, man, right? Was it a trans woman or, or okay? Like so that. this is where we also need to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, he also. <laughs> I think he also made a, a joke about getting a fight for a transgender person. Uh, I think yeah. a woman, uh, uh or, or even not even a, tran- uh, a, a, a le- man. A, a man who transitioned to become a woman. No, because he was making fun about beating the person's breast, like, uh, like like punching the person's breast, like they were chicken fillets or something. Uh. So so so. It, it, I mean, it sounds a lot more graphic than it, it actually is. Uh, in the mm. sense that it, it was it was all packaged as a joke, uh, but. Uh, yeah, la, It does. It. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's talking about a violent a violent event, la, Right. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then he also um, he talked about Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. You know, like winning Woman of the Year after just being a a woman for one year, mm-hmm. So the 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 main thing he was getting at was essentially that okay, um, there's. There's women and there are trans women and they are not the same. Yeah, and yeah. specifically, I think one term that that even the terror feel kind of um referred to was the concept of a turf. Yeah. And so the tricky thing is people uh like a lot of the backlash was towards him using his platform to introduce this term to people, which yeah. which might be something they never, never have never heard of. Like and in yeah. some way, me talking about it now is doing the same thing. Correct, right? Correct. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, but I still I still want to uh point out uh that that term la, which is the turf which is trans uh, exclusionary wait,
1: me... radical feminist.
0: Yeah. And basically basically it's a term uh that I think uh JK Rowling also kind of made popular. It's for for it basically implies that trans women are not not the same as right, like women who are born women. La.
1: Yeah, and it can't be seen as right? part of the feminist movement. La. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So so there was a lot of criticism uh, towards Dave Chappelle for, you know, he does have a lot of reach. Any special he puts out is watched by millions of people. And the the criticism is that him saying it introduces it to people like me. I never heard of that term before.
1: Mm-hmm. Correct, correct. Yep.
0: Right? A- and the fear is that, oh shit, if you kind of, popularize a term or introduce a term that is kind of harmful towards the trans community, there's a lot of issues there. La. So now Netflix is, the, there are a lot of employees who are not happy. Uh, and Ted Saranos, the co-CEO, he's doubling down on how they will support Dave Chappelle. And I think some things he said that caused a lot of issues was he said that um, there's no evidence to show that harm on TV translates to harm in real life. Mm-hmm. Um he said, "Artistic license for stand-up comedy comedians is different from artistic license for other co- types of content." Mm,
1: mm, yep, yep.
0: And, and and that's where it gets tricky, lah. Because I think if you know, like you've seen it with Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, the moment they get into the weeds and start deciding what content mm. is
1: good is bad, it becomes fucking troublesome, la. Yeah, yeah, and especially for a company, company like Netflix, right, which is. Known as one of the companies with the most woke cultures out there, like, right? Uh, mm. As far as, uh, I mean, they literally have had documentaries that show that, uh, you know, uh, the media and the words that the media uses can have effects on the, on how people like treat uh, marginalized communities around them. I think there's literally yeah. one documentary that was quoted, uh, in defense of. Disco- it's called disclosure. Tarifs. Yeah, yeah disclosure. Disclosure. Uh, I mean, Netflix yeah. has has literally fired an employee before for using the N word uh, during a meeting, but not in a not in a mm. sense of directing anyone, but just I think it was a white person who was using the N word when when uh to quoting. Explain. Yeah, yeah, to explain or quote someone mm. someone else, that right. Uh, some other artist or, or what. So they literally mm. said, no, you can't use that word and they fired the person. Uh, and they, you know, on their social media, they have social media accounts that celebrate uh, Pride Day, LGBTQ content. And I think they, they, you know, even internally, they have a, a lot of accountability towards like the marginalized groups. And the, I think they have mm. a, a, a diversity report or something that is released internally as well. So so yeah, I mean, all, all these just point to a company that is trying its very very best to be woke. Huh? So I was also very shocked by the CEO's response to the whole thing because he sounds like like one of those uh you know uh anti SJW anti woke people kind of uh people uh, kind of right right wing conservative person So so I I, mm. I didn't expect that the kind of statement to come from him because it sounds a little bit tone deaf in, in light of what uh, Netflix has been doing the last few years. Uh.
0: Wait, you're saying you you he strikes you as someone who's like conservative and somewhat right-wing? No, what on, he, he doesn't what he, strike you.
1: his statement, his statement. His statement uh, struck me as uh, I mean, it, I, like it would definitely, you can definitely see where people would be saying it's very insensitive. It's, it, it's, it's, you know, uh having a lot of double standards and, and things like that lah. So so it it wasn't it didn't strike me as something that was very well balanced or, or well argued or, or even compassionate to to his own employees and, and everything. Yeah, and
0: I mean I, I guess it's, it's one of those things where he said, Yeah, there's enough evidence to show that um like uh violence on T V doesn't translate to real life violence and there have been some comparisons, I don't know by him or the people who have de- defended Dave Chappelle, is the talk comparison to video games, mm-hmm. right? And uh, how video games yeah. and, and that is something that's been going on for ages and I want to, and I also want to get your thoughts right As a new parent yeah. uh, and has an active gamer yeah, uh, yeah. or somewhat active, right? yeah. What do you think of that statement uh? you know the criticism that there cannot be violent games being played mm. by kids because ultimately it will impact them and kind of normalize violence.
1: Mm, I mean there was the same fear that was brought up uh, 30 years ago. When Mortal Kombat and Night Trap and all first came came to came to life la. and mm. you look back thirty years, you laugh at how you laugh at how you know how comic that that violence was, but how people are freaking out about it. And uh, I mean, I mean, thirty years later, here we are, right, with even more violent games and all, but we're not, uh, we're not drastically, we're on the streets and killing each other more, la, right, so. And, and there's also I think an also argument that video games in some way is a is an escape for people as well. In fact, mm. it might be a way for people to vent certain violent urges that they might have, but in another more productive or you know productive form as well. Uh, you know, by by mm. let's say shooting zombies or whatever. So so I think um, video games can uh, can promote certain things, but but let's say you make a video game that's about. About uh killing certain minorities or something like that, right? Or killing a, a marginalized community, then then maybe that's a bit tricky, right? But if, if your mm. video games about killing other armed uh, combatants and all, uh, then then it's a bit, it's I mean we have to understand that that's where we are in society as well, right? That's where our, that's what our media is feeding us. That's what we you know we're getting to into wars with other countries. and I mean, yeah, it's a much larger discussion. But it's been one that's been going on for like 30 plus years already. Uh, and and I, mm. I think overall, the people have come to accept that is video games are just another form of, of media. They're not any more special just because they're a bit more interactive or anything. And at the end of the day, there are nuances in, in what you communicate in the video game. Just as like when you watch a movie or you watch a piece of art as well, like, right? You can't say that just because it it has violence and it means that everyone's going around and call it violence, uh. mm. Right,
0: but as as a parent, like how would you think about your kids and exposing them to video games and all that? Uh,
1: but it's not that, that one's not so black and white, lah. I think for 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 me and my my family, we've kind of decided that the first few years we kind of want to keep the kid away from you know staring at TV screens or iPad screens for for a while. Uh, mm. But after that, video games, I mean we are talking about a whole thriving uh, industry that is a, a huge part of entertainment that might even take over entertainment as we know it like immersive experiences and all these things. So I think it would be it would be it wouldn't be right like to to, to say that video games are just blanket just bad for children and you just mm. ban them from from using it. I think there can be a balance of you know, spending time outdoors and also spending time indoors, Exploring virtual worlds and things like that so, so so that mm. that to me that to me again it comes down to parents having uh conversations with the kids about what's right and what's not right, though, as opposed to just yeah. saying the entire medium is terrible or is is breeds violence and all that. Though.
0: Yeah, I mean the reason why I was asking that is because I think like what you said, right? The they need like uh you can't just go one way uh extreme and there needs to be a balance and there also needs to be somewhat of a ecosystem that makes watching stuff like that or playing stuff like that um kind of uh like like something to help the viewer deal with any instances of things that could be harmful and and specifically right you know what you said about how Ted Serrano's is kind of in a weird position where Netflix has been a bastion of inclusivity and sensitivity and not wanting to offend Mm. um even when it comes to harmful content, right, I think they publicly acknowledge um, after being grilled by experts and advisors that a particular graphic suicide scene in the, the drama 13 Reasons Why yeah. directly correlated to a spike in teen suicide attempts. La. Mm-hmm. As in, they, they accepted it um, after a lot of pressure. Yeah, and, and then, like what you said, they did docu- a documentary called Disclosure. Um about how media treating trans people like a disgusting joke adversely affects how trans people's trans people feel. And they've done all this. So to, to kind of say that it doesn't have an impact now, I think that is not maybe the not the best approach for him to take. And apparently yeah. that is what caused the employee to want to stage the walkout. Yeah, yeah. But but then it becomes a, a tricky thing. Okay, let's say because Okay, after Wait, like before, before we, we
1: move forward uh, because it can be it can get very contentious about what your personal views are and what what you've read and Correct. everything as well. So do you wanna just uh, maybe we should just lay out what generally where we stand My... on, on, on certain things as well uh, quickly, if you can. Like what like what certain things you mean about the special or No, just in, in general, yeah. Just in, in general your your thoughts right now about the special and everything. Because we're talking about a lot of different opinions that are out there. But I think also yeah what uh what is your general um what, what what's your general stance at this point now having seen the whole timeline of everything evolving read a little bit about from both sides I suppose about uh, this issue mm, as in my stance on the,
0: the special la, right yeah yeah I yeah. think yeah I mean I think it there's definitely stuff that is controversial but I think it should remain on Netflix and mm. I don't think it should be taken down because what I found the most interesting about it is that yeah he says some things that oh, you, you think about okay is that the best thing to say but in a way he does it kind of smartly enough to be the bully at one point and the victim at the other point mm. and this little gray area where I can't I can't tell whether he's just taking pushing it for the sake of pushing it, whether he feels um uh that that way or or whether it is just something to make you think like and I found it very thought-provoking. Mm. So that's my perspective. Mm. Um I know we are neither from the trans community nor the LGBT community. Mm. So so I just wanted to put
1: that out there. But what what about you? Yeah, I think for me it's not been easy and I have actually uh spent quite a bit of time reading different opinions and trying to understand better how I feel about it. Um, mm. Like uh like like you, I found that there's uh there's two levels of uh sorry, my baby just woke up. <laughs> there's two levels mm. of, there's two levels of victimization that, that <laughs> Yeah, he's he's mm. helping me like dramatize the whole thing. There's two levels of yeah, victimization that is going uh-huh. on with Dave Chappelle special. He victimizes himself as a you know as a as a black person, a black man, right? Specifically, and he makes very specific mm. comparisons that oh, don't talk to me about. Uh, basically, he's saying don't talk to me about uh, discrimination until you are until you understand the plight of a black a black man, right? What uh, that's one mm. level, and then the next level is basically he talks about how he's been can- he's been cancelled everywhere, and like he doesn't give a shit already, right? Uh, he's a mm. victim of mob mentality or whatever you call it, cancellation. So, I mean, to me, that, yeah, like you, I also felt very, huh, about that because he navigates very slickly between, yeah, being a victim and, and you know, saying very obviously uh, offensive th- things. And, uh, mm. and and then th- th- because of that, it makes you as a viewer kind of like confused on how you should treat what he says as well, la, what he says. La. Uh, yeah. so so more, yeah. So in a sense, it, it, I mean, yeah, it comes back to my own personal thing that where I don't like the whole idea of, of finding out where you are on the power power hierarchy and then finding out where you are as a victim, and then and then determining your stance from there, Which I feel a lot of uh, a lot of modern discourse is about, like, About you know knowing how what kind of victim you are and then after that, seeing where on the power hierarchy you are, but that's a whole... He's like, if you tell me something about being Indian, I'll be like, shut the fuck up, Terrence. Uh, you're not know, Indian. Like, you're not Indian. You are not you do not know. You will never you understand. You can't empathize, yeah. no matter what. You can't empathize. You, empathize. Yeah. 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 you have yeah. no. You have no capacity for empathy, no matter what in your life, you know, you've been through. You've been... You know, no matter how bad a childhood or how whatever you've been through, you will never be able to empathize. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that kind of thing. So I, I generally, I think it's been very clear on this podcast, I... I, I shy away from that perspective lah, of talking about mm. power and privilege mm. and a lot of these things because it's a race to the bottom lah, to me. It's a race to see who's the worst victim. And I, I saw Dave mm. Chappelle doing that. Uh, and then the other thing is he actually made a joke that that um, in some quarters would have made someone like me feel uncomfortable because he made a joke about... Uh, do you remember the joke he made about coronavirus being like... yeah. Uh, being Asian and then like it feels like because there's so many people beating up uh, Asians in the US right as in, yeah. in all these separate hate crimes he feels like thinking I, I can't remember what the joke was exactly but it was something like um, no he,
0: he uh, he's, yeah, I remember what he said he said he got COVID yeah. and he was locked in at home Yeah, and he was just watching a lot of news he saw a lot of videos of black people buying, beating up Asian people yeah. and he couldn't help but think that that is what is going on inside his body. Correct,
1: right? yes. Correct. Thank you. Thank you for... Because for, I also correct. remember that moment. Yeah. So like, I heard the joke Ooh. like that. I was like, <laughs> I was like, hmm. you know, I mean, I am an Asian person and as much as you all say I'm I'm a powerful Chinese person and you know, all that, but I've been in, 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 in the US where, you know, people have given me the drive-by Jackie Chan or shout the fuck you Jackie Chan that kind of thing or you know kicked my luggage as I was walking by them or, or even just punched me in the face or what la. you know I, but I I, I wouldn't merely attribute that to race but I would say yeah, la, it might have had something to do with it la, right so when mm. I hear something like that do I do I merely feel that that contributes to you know the racism against the Asians you know uh, like violent acts against Asians uh, that's there, something I thought about la, but but one thing is for sure la, it, it, it it contributes to the so-called othering of of uh, a group of people, uh, Right, you know where where you mm. where you talk about Asians in general as this like big monolithic group of, of people, Asians. Uh. So 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 you know when you you can uh, you can make the argument like uh, that what he said, uh, it wasn't really funny and it was just a bit insensitive. Like it's, it's almost as is as funny as, as as Donald Trump going or the calling the coronavirus the Kung Flu, la. you know, thing something like that, all right right? So so it's mm. that, that, that's a, the part where I felt like, eh, is this are we really looking at the GOAT of standout comedy here? Is he making that kind of joke as the goat of standout comedy? You know what I mean? Mm. So so so, so um, yeah, that that's the, the thoughts I had thinking about it. La, but I, I still wouldn't say exactly that just him saying that means that, you know, it leads to more violence against Asian people or while But yeah, that's generally my thoughts. Uh but do you think it should remain or be taken down? Uh if I had to give an answer right now, I think it should remain. But maybe the they should have a warning before the before the show that uh there might be there will be parts that, that groups of people will find offensive and all that. Which which I think you know they like um for the for old, so I think some old Disney cartoons and all that have this kind of uh, uh the old like Disney gone, cartoons, with the win, uh, gone with the wind gone with the wind yeah uh, yeah old shows that depict certain very outdated concepts of uh race and and racial stereotypes and things like that they had now are uh, released on streaming platforms with a cautionary message at the start of the show saying that this reflects certain things of the times that might some viewers might find offensive uh and uh i i do feel that some of the i mean some of the jokes that he makes are just you like know, they're just straight out uh offensive when they make fun of people's body parts and all that right so so mm. i i do feel it should still be there but it should come with a message of, of warning saying that you maybe you should turn off the tv if if you you, you know that this is going to offend you right mm. but then then that becomes like because
0: oh, that because I mean right now there are many things that could offend many people right mm-hmm. um, and like Gone with the Wind and all that it was shot in a different time la, right yeah. Um, yeah. I think this is not the disclaimer can't say this is the thoughts and opinions of a 50 year old black person who walked away from 50 million dollars and is now signed a multi-million dollar deal with Netflix
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> because because okay so it's, it's, I think it's good that you pointed it out because I think the, the tricky thing about Dave Chappelle right mm-hmm. is that That joke, you know, with the black person beating up Asian people, if someone who wasn't as good a storyteller or as masterful at the craft of stand-up comedy were to tell it right, Mm. I don't think it would come across that nicely. It wouldn't fly. I think that's, that's the difficult part about Dave Chappelle because sometimes his jokes that are maybe not the best joke still come across as funny just because he tells them well. Mm, mm, mm. And I right. think that example you brought up, the reason why I remember it is because I listened to it and I was like, that
1: doesn't feel like a Dave
0: Chappelle joke.
1: Bro. Yeah, exactly. It felt right. like a and, Donald, and think, Trump, Donald Trump kind of trolling kind of joke. Bro.
0: Yeah, the, the one thing that I have seen people say is that, you know, Dave Chappelle needs to adapt to the new world. And I do feel there's a certain truth to that because... If you look at the things that, like comedians, like the up and like the newer generation of comedians joke about now, yeah. it feels a lot more anchored in the current day. Whereas Dave Chappelle, he's at the stage where you know he's been doing stand up comedy since what he was sixteen yeah. or fourteen, yeah. so that's like thirty five years of comedy, mm. and I don't know who else who started around that time is still doing it. So he's like a a very skillful boomer. <laughs> stand-up yeah. comedian yeah. who is fucking good at his craft. And I think that is a very unique scenario that is causing a lot of controversy. I mean, he doesn't have social media. Which stand-up comedian yeah. right now who is popular internationally does not have social media and that gives him some sort of a double-edged sword. Yeah. It, he can remain in his own bubble but he also can be a lot more truth, like, honest than other comedians can. La.
1: Mm-hmm. And you are you are a very big Dave Chappelle fan. La.
0: I am fucking big to be a Dave Chappelle fan.
1: Yeah. So I'm definitely biased as well. Yeah. Yeah, correct. So I, I think, yeah, even coming from like, like you as a Dave Chappelle fan, it shows that um, no one is immune to, you know, uh, uh, being left behind in the dust a bit. La, and, and, and feeling a bit outdated, which is some of the stuff that I'm reading that people are like, this is just, it's just very like outdated kind of comedy that passes off as, as edgy, right? It's just, mm. uh, you know, it, I mean, it takes easy pot shots at, at, at groups of people who have been easy pot shots in the past but are much more, much more vocal now and much more willing to come forward about their experiences and all that, right? Um, yeah. So, you yeah, like like, you know, you, you can't just stand there and say, you know, I'm going to just do the exact same thing that I did like 25 years, 30 years ago and people just got to accept it because that's the art, you know, things like that. People, I mean, Art evolves, right? Like, like, even how we how we how we access art. You know, is going through a revolution now with like digital art and NF- NFTs and things like that. So, don't, n- n- nothing just stays in place forever like that, la. And I think that's where the whole thing, the whole endeavor, just feels a bit old to me, la.
0: You know. But but that's where I mean another thing that makes it a bit tricky is also his closing story, la, where he shared. Um, the experience with a trans person, Daphne Dorman, mm. who he got close to. Um, mm. is, a, is a man who transitioned to a woman. Mm. And he let her kind of open uh, a certain few of his shows. And he said she was a terrible comedian, but she was so spotting in, in the audience. When people would heckle her, she would heckle back. Mm. And he became very close to her. Yeah. And unfortunately, after he started getting a lot of backlash for his first special. She came out in support of him on Twitter. Yeah. And apparently after that, she got shat on by the ent- entire trans community. Like mm. in the end, last October, she committed suicide. Yeah. So yeah. he did clarify that it's hard to establish a direct relationship whether all that shitting on her on Twitter led to the suicide, but it probably didn't help. Like. And I guess that's where, again, he kind of plays with this, is he the bully or the victim? Because yeah. he said that in that instance he gave her he treated her like just another uh, stand up comedian when yeah. people from her community didn't treat her like one of them. La.
1: Yeah. So but, but I mean uh, uh even with all that said right you know we're only here hear- you're only hearing sorry we're only hearing his perspective of it right. Um obviously mm. we can't hear directly from from uh Daphne herself uh rest in peace. But, uh, you know, I think her family has said that, yeah, you know, Dave Chappelle is an LGBT ally, like LGBTQ ally. Um, yeah. But, the, apparently, the, one of the close friends of Daphne has has also said that, yeah, you know, she's she's aware of what Dave Chappelle said, but she's not also not going to tell people to go and watch it, you know, to celebrate Daphne's life or anything like that. A lot because it is, mm. the content of, the, at the end of the day, the content of his thing is offensive to even people like Daphne herself. Uh, so so, who are we to say that? Uh, and and also knowing the troubles that Daphne had been going through in her life. Apparently, she had lost custody of her child, uh, and she'd been going through, I think, other kinds of uh, turmoil in her life, la. And, and so who's to say that you know it was because of the of the backlash on Twitter or what uh, that caused that caused her to take her life, la. Uh In fact, I mean mm. some news news uh, some news outlets also went to analyze the so called backlash against her on Twitter and uh mm. they also they mm. concluded actually it wasn't that serious of a so-called backlash lah. It was was it really as as mm. as bad as Dave Chappelle painted it out to be like dragged her through the mud, you know? And they say no la, it wasn't you know. So uh mm. we're you know are hearing Dave Chappelle's side of the story. Obviously uh, a dead person can't can't speak for themselves. So it's also yeah. important to remember that you're you're hearing a very masterful storyteller uh sort of paint himself in a very very ambiguous position as a victim and a bully also, so right mm, mm mm yeah yeah, yeah, and i think
0: I think if anyone out there who hasn't watched it or just wants to get a taste, there's a bunch of videos on YouTube that kind of show excerpts and all that yeah. and I think I'm curious how people are going to respond to this on our subreddit because I can see yeah. a lot of people kind of sharing the same sentiment that this was a horrible thing that needs to be taken down.
1: Like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh actually why why okay, yeah, this is a good question. Like why would it matter for a place like us for for people like us here in Singapore to 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 talk about this? Huh?
0: I mean, I think it is it's something that is a ref, to me reflects the state of trans and LGBT issues in society, not just abroad in Singapore as well, in any country that, in the developed world, I think. And I think in a country like Singapore where this issue is also a hot topic, I'm just curious how uh, kind of like, how how we feel about it, how people in this part of the world feel about it because ultimately we are so influenced by Western culture that things will trickle down. Like let's say the Netflix walkout, right? I don't know if the Singapore
1: office is going to do anything. You'll be the first right? one to walk out because we are we oh, a time zone, there. right? We'll <laughs> 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 be the first ones that will walk out to West, yeah.
0: Yeah. And also like if you think about it, all a lot of these big ass companies, streaming platforms, they have their Asia HQ in Singapore, mm. right? So even if their culture doesn't tie it over to Singapore, the fact that they they have a foot the footprint in mm. Singapore feels like shit, we're we no
1: longer like like miles apart. Lah, you yeah. know? I mean I joke but about but the time zone you? thing. Yeah. But but it did happen, Google's uh, at, at Google The Google, Google Singapore yeah. office was the first office that staged the employee walkout. Uh, to protest, I think the golden parachute that the founder of Android was given to leave the company after some uh, abuse or a, a sexual abuse allegations, mm. something leveled against him. Uh, mm. So he was still given a very very golden payout to leave the company. And a lot of people were angry at that. And so they staged a walkout to protest. And because Singapore, the time zone, was so far ahead of every other uh, country, uh, Singapore was the first one to have a walkout. Uh, but... <laughs> but yeah. Because it's Singapore, you can't walk out in public because there would be like a protesting public. So they walked out to the to the main lobby of the Google office, uh, <laughs> and that means they left their desk and walked out to the main lobby of the Google office, Yeah. So that was mm. as far as a walkout as they did. So I don't know if if something like that is gonna happen, in the Netflix Singapore office or so la. Uh. But, I mean, now everybody walks from home, so it's a virtual walkout. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's correct. In fact, some people it's a say- a virtual walkout. Yeah, some people yeah. say you can participate in this walkout, even as a viewer, just by not using Netflix on the day of the walkout, which is 20th October, Wednesday, lah, which in Singapore time would be Thursday Thursday morning, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, maybe for like the yeah. whole Thursday um, uh, during the day, you
0: cannot use Netflix, huh? I think for Netflix employees, it means not doing any work, Netflix work, yeah. and spending time donating cha- to charities or researching charities that are pushing um, uh, um, uh, or talking about issues related to LGBTQ plus correct, correct, uh, correct. individuals. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah, But you know, just now you said the walkout, the Google thing, but
1: why not Australia? Or is there no big office? It'll be Australia, right? Why Singapore? I think okay. the Singapore office is probably, uh, I don't know, bigger or, or more uh, represents a bigger diversity of uh, countries being represented. I'm not sure because mm. it's South Southeast Asia headquarters, are right? Kind of, yeah, yeah. So, but I remember that. Uh, yeah. I remember that being like Singapore being the first. Yeah. So you never know. It might be we might we Singapore might be more instrumental in this whole workout than we think. Uh. Yeah, that's right uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, man. But uh, yeah. So would you at end of the day? You know, would you recommend people to watch the uh, closer?
0: Oh, yeah, totally, man. I think it's always best to watch it on your own if you can, form your own thoughts about it, Uh, read extensively about it because there are so many articles that kind of talk about different aspects of it. By and large, most of them are shitting on it. Mm. But I think I found one or two that kind of, kind of a little more uh, trying to look at it from
1: the other perspective and all and, and what it means for Netflix as a platform. La. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. Actually, I had to go through quite a number of articles before I found... Uh, before I found a few that I, I felt were a bit more nuanced in the way they were breaking it down, You know, mm. as opposed to just like basically saying that oh, this this guy is so passe, he's so outdated and everything. They they sort of try yeah. to explain a little bit more to the reader about why why they felt this way, mm,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Some some
1: pretty good ones which you can put in the in the link of the show notes. Correct. Correct. But uh, you know, speaking of uh. The uh, stuff that is um, you know close to the hearts, close to the heart of Harish Tilani. Uh, <laughs>
0: hey, don't anyhow, don't <laughs> anyhow single me out, huh? yeah,
1: yeah, okay. Speaking of speaking of like you know um, genitalia being uh, very very t- uh, distastefully the focus of someone's joke, Right. Um. Mm. In this case, genitalia has become again distastefully the focus. Of a company's uh, new uniform requirements, uh, and that company is mm. Hooters. <laughs> oh, wow, talk about passe man! That name is... Hooters. Has, I haven't heard that name in damn long. Uh.
0: Yes, yeah. I don't even know whether I'm. I'm definitely sure that some people listening to this would have no fucking clue. Uh, what the hell Hooters is la. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, there's still Hooters in Singapore, right? Oh, yeah, it's still it's still operating at Clarke Key. That's crazy, man. It's still there. Yeah. So, so Hooters, Hooters is a company from the US, like a restaurant, bar, that's been around for ages. Mm-hmm. And their one claim to fame is not the food, it's not the drinks, but it's more for the tight-fitting uniforms required for their female employees known as Hooter
1: Girls. Hooter Girls, yep, yep, yep.
0: Um, yeah. So so the, the thing is like, I mean, growing up, it was one of those things that you see on TV and in Singapore, you know, it's like really tight uh white top and orange orange uh, short shorts. uh shorts Yeah. Orange short shorts. Like really super short, really super tight. Yeah. And when you walk past at Clark Key, you would you would see them in those sort of uh pants. Yeah. Um, it's like uh more more hip and trendy uh, tiger beer uh, aunties. Mm. you know okay um and and I think uh, for the longest time, it's felt like it's been there, like what the hell is this still doing? But then now, uh, apparently, last week, I think, yeah. it rolled out new shots which mm. are even shorter. <laughs> mm. Even shorter? Like like how short? Even... Is- I mean, they what they say is that it looks like underwear. Ah,
1: uh, I see, I see. Okay. Yeah,
0: and, and there was a TikTok video that went viral uh, by one of the employees. It has like 9.1 million views. Mm. And... Uh, yeah, so she basically compares her old shots with her new shots. Mm-hmm. And the new shots are significantly more uh skimpy
1: la. Uh I see, I see. So so um j- oh yeah, just one thing to clarify also. I think the I'm not sure lah, but in twenty twenty apparently Hooters uh opened up another another outlet in, in Marina Bay in the sale. Oh so is in it Marina Bay, yeah. So it was meant to be part of the C B D area of Marina Bay, la, But whether it's still there, I am not sure, man. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, given the pandemic and everything that's been going on for the past year and a half. Uh mm. yeah. So so it, it's it's uh, although we although yeah, we were talking about it like it was some a relic from the past. Actually, yeah, if it's in the financial district, you know, means it's it's a lot more current than than we think. La.
0: Yeah. I mean yeah. it was established in 1983. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. it's got 420 locations around the world. Yeah. But yeah, I think they've had um they, they, it just feels weird that in this day and age um a company that prides itself on the tightness of its female uniforms yeah. is still is still
1: a big thing lah. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine I, I don't think I've ever Anyone has ever asked me or told me that they wanted to go and check out Hooters in Singapore? I mean, the moment you you see that, you feel like
0: a... I I mean, I have been... Oh, you've um, been to
1: Hooters? uh? Yeah, yeah, I think it was for a cousin's bachelor night. Explain yourself, explain yourself.
0: (laughs) I think it was for a cousin's... Uh, bachelor night that, that was in Singapore uh-huh. it was not like an overseas bachelor night and the goal was to start off at Hooters because <laughs> I think I trust that they were doing it just for the cheesiness of it la. it's oh. not that they were thinking oh I, I we need to go there because that's that's the best place to start the night yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Hooters in Singapore I think Hooters in general feels like a very dated concept yeah. maybe in the 90s it was,
1: yeah. it was cool or it was where you know the people it was like a
0: club la. now it feels like oh
1: yeah, yeah. Um, you go to the website. It feels like yeah, the website was created in like two thousand seven or something.
0: <laughs> oh, is it? I yeah, I, I mean, will say that uh, yeah. I I think in two thousand like early like two thousand six when I came back after first year of uni and my friends had a Halloween party or mm. something. Oh no, two thousand five. Uh, the, the theme was to come as someone or some character that starts with the first name of your first, of your name. Mm. That starts with the same first letter as the first letter of your name. Mm. So I, uh, as Harish, went as a Hooters girl. Wow. So wow. that was my first, my first brush uh, of um, uh, interacting with the Hooters brand. And I remember because I had the FBT shorts, you know, the one from Army, the red yep. FBT shorts. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I used two of my beanies from school and stuffed them for you know like the for for the for the chest area assets. Mm-hmm. But I needed the T-shirt and I went to Hooters trying to buy the T-shirt and they said no, they they won't sell it to me or something or they don't sell it. So I drew my own owl on the T-shirt like
1: Ah, I see, sweet. No, so as in you still got original Hooters shirt, but you drew your own owl on it. No, no,
0: I couldn't get the original Hooters. Oh, That's why I had to drew oh,
1: okay. draw my own. I see. I see. They, they didn't want to sell yeah. to you specifically or, or just in general they don't sell? I can't remember, Zia. I think they don't
0: sell. Uh. Okay, or maybe okay. they just figured they don't want to sell it to me. Oh, I thought it was some racist, yeah. racist shit
1: going on again.
0: Oh, huh? shit. It didn't even occur to me, Zia. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think so. Yeah. But I just also re- discovered from on, on Google that Hooters are... They, they fall under this informal category of restaurants called Breastrons, mm. which are restaurants that require female waiting stuff to be skimpily dressed. And it term dates back to the 90s. La. Mm. So it just feels like in this day and age, the fact that Hooters is still around already blows my mind. Yeah. And the fact that they thought it would be a good idea to make the clothes even skimpier. Even mm. Victoria's Secret as a brand that has fucking lived on sex appeal for how long mm. is scaling back? its It's just explicit sex... Sexy sex cells, kind of thing, like. yeah. Um,
1: but I mean, the, it, the you could argue that, uh, like, I mean, the new the new pants, like, right? If you've seen them, they're more like they look to be more like tights, uh, if anything. So, mm. in some ways, uh, they're more reminiscent of, uh, you know, the Lululemon uh, yoga pants everyone is wearing now. Mm. Like the, eth- the whole athleisure thing that's going on there, people, people, including influencers and all that, they go out literally wearing yoga pants, right. So m- it's mm. more like tights than shorts, because uh, I think shorts nowadays, short shorts, looks they look kind of cheesy, but mm. you can get away with tights because it's, it's a it's a certain look that they are going for, Uh, uh yeah. So you could argue that they are sort of trying to move the times or so. And if they are gonna be about uh you know celebrating uh the the you know the curves on a human, then they might as well do it in a more tasteful fashion as well. Uh. Mm. Let you me know? just saying, don't don't make it shorter shorts. Yeah. Make it tighter tights. Yeah, correct. Don't make it trashy shorts, make it like like almost like yoga yoga tights kind of thing. Like, like healthy lifestyle tights kind of, you know what I mean? Mmm mm. healthy lifestyle yeah. tights. But I so mean, like, that, that mean that would mean would mean the girls would need to wear stockings as well, all right? With those tights. Why? Because I mean, if not your legs would just be it's just your skin being exposed, all right? Has it no you're saying long like longer tights, but tighter tights? Uh no 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 So as basically as, like like cyclist <laughs> yeah, kind of like almost like yeah, spandex ish kind of thing. Yeah, in fact, the, the material is quite spandex-ish now based on the TikToks I'm seeing. Huh?
0: Yeah. So, but I guess the, the thing was the length. La. I mm. think there's a difference mm. in tightness and I know I'm a dude and the only tight things I've worn before are my spandex um, mm. um cycling, cycling pants. Yeah. But I think the tighter things are, as long as it's long, it's fine. The moment short shorts become shorter, mm. it just feels different. And this is coming from a guy. La. I don't know whether it's the same for a girl. Mm. But I would think that wearing longer things that are a lot tighter would be less skimpy than shorter things
1: that are not that tight. So, if next time Lululemon releases Lululemon shorts that are like, they are like tight, but like shorts, and like short shorts, like less, a bit like this, these hooter shorts, that's okay la. You think
0: um hmm interesting question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: a is a philosophical question to struggle with. It is a is a philosophical can can you rephrase it a bit? Um no no I'm I'm just pointing out that maybe because it's hooters like, that's, right? That's why everyone's mm. making as big a fuss about about it. Uh because I mean, you know, like like form fitting kind of uh, tights and all that seem to be in fashion now. And, hmm. and, and, and uh, maybe, yeah, like you said, the length of it, if they just lengthened it slightly, maybe people won't make as big a fuss. La.
0: No, okay. But then he- here's the, the 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 other thing. La. Because, you know, like, let's say, even when it comes to Victoria's Secret, right, I think when I caught wind that they're really changing and pivoting and uh, no longer going to be the the very kind of sexual or like, you know, just uh, thongs and lingerie, uh, catwalk shows and all. I did read some articles that said that it is less about the fact that there is no space for that kind of thing, but more about the people at the top of the company, the people leading the company and the ethos behind it. Because the comparison that was always made was Fenty by Rihanna. Mm, mm -hmm. You know, and like, I think for that... There's that, almost like Victoria's Secret Secret. it felt like the people in charge were exploiting sex appeal whereas Fenty was like empowering sex appeal. Mm, 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 mm. And I think I think that's why like, like fucking Victoria's Secret felt so old and Fenty felt so new. Mm. And I was just wondering whether a Hooters equivalent could exist if it was more about okay you're not just wearing this for the customers you're wearing this because you want to feel sexy. La. Yeah. I mean in some way and, Lululemon is that right? Uh, you say that, I tell you, all the Lululemon fans out there will be like, hey, Terrence, what the fuck? You think <laughs> I'm wearing tongs to yoga,
1: is it? No, no, no. You, what you said is about feeling, okay, maybe not feeling sexy, but feeling confident. No, I think a better equivalent would be pole dancing. Lululemon,
0: oh. Lululemon, it has a very wholesome kind of feel. La. They don't have like crotchless yoga pants or anything.
1: Hey, 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 so you're saying pole dancing is crotchless. It's crotchless hey, pole dancing, you. is Isn't <laughs> that what you're trying to say? No, no, I'm saying- uh, All those your pole dancers- <laughs> Come and come rage no, no, no. like, against no. Harish right now in the subreddit. No,
0: I'm <laughs> saying the types the types of clothing or the uh, apparel that uh, pole dancers seem to wear, based on Instagram and based on uh, stuff i see my friends share, are more along the lines of things that are shorter rather than longer, as opposed mm. to Lululemon, like where the things tend to be like leggings, like. Mm. Yeah. And and. I mean, even from my friends who have tried pole dancing once or twice, they said, yeah, it is very, it almost, you know, you you feel sexy, right? Mm, mm. Whereas, I don't know, if you go to Singapore Hooters and you ask the people working there, do you feel sexy? They'd be like, just what the fuck are you talking about? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm wearing these pants and people come here and they ogle at me. And yeah, I, I think it has a very different feel. So maybe maybe there is a space for these kind of restaurants. It's just mm. the brand Hooters just feels so old. In yeah. some way, just like, you know, when Dave Chabal makes some jokes that you're like,
1: yeah. Hmm. I mean, the whole logo, the Hooters logo, the owl and the two O's and the owl's eyes being at the O's and like all that. It just just feels so, something very lecherous about it. Like, you know, like owls and big yeah. eyes and all that. But, but going back to what I was saying about Lulu Lemon, I mean I, I I raised it as an example of like, um you know how Abercrombie and Fitch used to have those long lines outside, and then when you enter, then the staff if they're not doing cashiering or or, or stocking or what, then they're just standing at the side just dancing kind of thing. I mean Lulu Lemon kind hmm. of kind of has taken that that uh that concept and, and and made it about um like you know feeling good about yourself like you you queue up you go in then. It's just like so much exercise gear everywhere. It just makes you feel like going exercising, and then there's like dance music pulsing in the background. It makes you feel like, oh, I should be at a gym now, then then shopping and all that. Uh, so, I, and and yeah, like you feel kind of like um, not to say sexy, but you feel like oh, okay, like I, I, I you know everyone's doing it and everyone's wearing this this stuff to go exercise. I should also do the same, lah. Like. So so in some ways mm. it does feel kind of empowering and then yeah if it makes you feel confident and sexy, that's a good thing also, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I wasn't saying that Lululemon is like hooters or anything. I was saying that 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 it has taken this very uh exclusive, very like like elitist kind of vibe that Abercrombie and Fitch used to have and but made it much more feel like much more like a something you can, a movement that you can be part of. La. And that's why the Lululemon mm. is raking it in during this whole pandemic as well. When people are, you know, working out from home or they're spending more time in the exercise gear than they ever did before. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I see, I see. Yeah. So I think don't, don't, don't put me in that box of like lecherous old yeah. men, uh, you know, who's looking for, who's who's hanging out at Lululemon just to check people out and all that. Though.
0: Mm, so you don't like you don't like me making blanket statements that assume a certain character trait of yours that Correct. puts you in a box. Uh. Correct. Correct. I see. That's I see. Right. Maybe That's next right. time when you do the same to me, <laughs> I will just play back <laughs> call playback. Call that it out. Playback statement from you.
1: Uh. Call it out. Call it out. I see. Hashtag. Call, call it out, out man. Yeah. But, uh, call it out. Yeah, but yeah, let's let see like, Let's see if in a few months the Hooter Singapore, they change the the the, the thing. Because the other thing that the the big thing we did mention also is that. The color of the tights now are no longer going to be orange, they're going to be changed to black, right? Or yeah, I yeah, don't know correct, whether correct. it's just a color variation, but... Uh, no, I yeah. think there's a color variation. Yeah, so to me, black feels a lot more understated also than the bright orange that they used to have to wear. Uh, yeah. So maybe, yeah maybe all in all, it might actually be uh, something uh, that, that feels much more with the times uh, than orange hot shots uh. Yeah
0: and you know as always if you've got any thoughts about Hooters or Dave Chappelle or both please share your thoughts on uh, our subreddit where the link to which is in the show notes. Mm, mm. And speaking of, and speaking, of uh, speaking of subreddit mm. um we're now at our one show comment segment. Mm, uh that's right. and and Terence Terence what is what is your one show comment on the past week?
1: Uh my one show comment is uh, actually it's the the uh, it was posted by goldjean 3631 uh saying mm. that they wanted to point out that our sponsored messages are literally the best ever. It's not fake, it isn't scripted, it always seems so real and genuine thoughts on the product service. So just really want to say great job guys. Uh keep up the realness of your messages. So uh I mean uh as much as possible, we, we, we try to be authentic with uh with any sponsored messages. And and we mm. try to really experience uh what whatever our products we're, we're uh pitching or or being uh whatever products that are sponsoring our show lah, basically. We we try to, you know, uh, really use them and give you our honest comments about it. So uh it's it's nice that some people have actually noticed the effort that goes into this because yeah, it's not it's not uh I think Harish like shaving his nether regions was not uh was not easy. It wasn't- Easy yeah. thing and and, and everything. <laughs> la. I mean I, I I didn't go all the way and and and, and shave all the way and everything. La, but I, I did I did try it out too. But Harish really, you know, he went la. hundred <laughs> percent Yeah. I mean and, and I think we it's something we
0: proudly tell our brand sponsors also that we will we will like note down the talking points beforehand, but we'll never script ads because yeah. that that is something I guess annoys me about conventional radio where all the ads are just like jingles. Yeah. Um and it really doesn't feel like you're having a Conversation, it just feels like uh, they're reading something. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's right.
0: Cool, man. And what's cool. your Okay, comment? uh, my one short comment is from Cute Girl Girl 39. Mm. And, um, yeah, like, uh, uh, they said they've been listening to our podcast weekly since last year and they've managed to catch every episode within one to two days so far, which blows my mind because that's like 220 episodes, so about 220 hours of us in your ear. So, mm-hmm. thank you for that. But they did say that um, would we consider having Mister Brown as a guest on our podcast? Mm. And I don't know how many people these days are familiar with Mister Brown as a podcaster. They may have seen his his King What is it the the YouTube series? Kim What Kim What Kim What Kim What Kim Kim What where he plays like this um um uncle who reacts to to news lah. But I don't know I don't know whether I would want him as i mean i think he he probably will have interesting things to say and Mm. i I don't know i I, but i I just wanted to give a shout out to to him in case people aren't aware that he is one of the og podcasters in singapore uh. Mm -hmm. um and and i think uh that was back in what 2008 2009 when podcast has had its first kind of like spike in interest and uh he did that one song, the "Misham My Ham, which yep. was, right, a parody of something that P.M. Lee said in a speech. Yeah, that's right. And and yeah, we've actually we actually invited him to speak at our university back in school. Now I mm. think I don't know whether he does the podcast that often anymore. But yeah, that's an
1: interesting thought. Mm, mm, mm. About yeah, you, you were saying that you're not very, not super keen about it initially. Why, eh?
0: Because I mean, like I I. I think the best guests for me are people who I already have a ton of stuff that I want to ask. Whereas with Mr. Brown, it would require me doing a lot of research, um, to to find out you know what he's up to and and his take on things lah. Mm. So it might be interesting, but it's not someone that I have an innate, uh, desire to bring on the show just yet. Maybe it's because I don't know enough about what he's been up to lah. What about you?
1: Uh yeah, I mean, generally he's very well known, especially amongst uh, older people like myself and all that, right? Um, mm. but yeah, I mean, I I think uh just in terms of reaching uh out, you know reaching to uh our demogra- um our audience demographic and all that, I'm not sure how how uh, immediately relevant more of the recent stuff he's done uh is lah, to to our our audience. But correct me if I'm mm. wrong. Maybe, maybe everybody here wants to hear from Mr. Brown and, and all. as Kim as Kim or whatever. But yeah, just do let us know what you all think as well. right? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Mm.
1: But yeah. that brings us to our one-shock thing. So besides yes. Hooters, uh, what else has, is, has been your one-shock thing these past few days? Uh,
0: my my one-shock thing was this uh, article that I read about this one company called Cloudflare. Have you heard of Cloudflare? Uh no. So Cloudflare is a company that provides like um as you would imagine like uh cloud cloud-based um storage for s- cloud servers for for companies around the world. Wait, like, sorry, Cloudflare um, or Cloudflare? Cloudflare, cloud Cloudflare, Cloudflare. Cloud cloud sorry. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah. Cloudflare. So the one thing that I read that was fucking blew my mind. Yeah. So they are a web infrastructure and website security company that provides content delivery network. So basically Mm. if you're a company, you have a ton of content, Cloudflare would be like a service provider you use. But because a big part of their business deals with encryption, right? One way they come up with uh, encryption keys is by having a hundred lava lamps on one of the walls in their lobby and a mounted, a camera pointing at the lamps. Mm -hmm. So, they just turn on all the lava lamps and the camera records the movement of the lava and translates that into random encryption keys. Ah, I see. Okay. So, it's continuously updating. And you know, like, there, there are these random number generators that you can... Like, if you have to do, like, a, a giveaway for, for 100 entries, use a number generator, they basically need to have their keys constantly updating to prevent, like, uh, hacks and, and all this. So, they use lava lamps, and I thought that was fucking, it blew my mind, man. That's cool, that's cool. Are they Singapore company or what? No, 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 they're American company, and they're, like, one of those companies that you might not hear of, but they are so damn huge yeah. because they provide the backbone to a lot of of companies uh in uh, web infrastructure I and I just thought wow they use lava lamps I see, that's I so see, damn cool wow so damn cool
1: interesting interesting yeah uh, uh well I mean uh my one shock thing is uh, tangentially related to science no it's entirely related to science la. it's uh the latest Joe rogan podcast one well, not one is mm. one of the latest uh, with Dr. Sanjay Gupta, the CNN mm. uh, correspondent, health correspondent, medical correspondent, I think. And uh, mm. I think it's a very interesting listen because uh, it's the first time, I think, um, you know, a, 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 a medical doctor and, 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 and from CNN la specifically, who's obviously, you know, uh, uh, on the side of, of everybody should be vaccinated and everything. He is going up in a, in having an intelligent conversation with uh, Joe Rogan who is a vaccine hesitant, uh, individual la, who has has he has even gotten COVID himself. La. So uh, I think the it's a very interesting conversation because they're not they're not trying to talk down to each other; they're just trying to better understand how each other have come to their conclusions about whether to take whether to take the vaccine or whether their children should take the vaccine and things like that. So, uh, mm. I mean, I'm, I haven't finished the whole thing, but I'm about two-thirds through, and I, I, it's a three-hour-long podcast. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think both both of them, you know, they are able to explain their views uh, very well. Uh, so it's a very good example of how you can agree to disagree, even though look both both sides claim to be looking at, at data and everything, but you can still come to very different conclusions looking at the same data, la. And then mm. they agree to disagree on certain things, but but I think uh, uh, you know anyone who is uh, who who just basically blanket wants to say Joe Rogan is an idiot and everything should also take a listen to this la, to to understand mm. why why the approach that Sanjay Gupta took is a much more palatable one than than you know people who just saying oh all the anti vaxxers or vaccine hesitant people are stupid and all that la. It's, it's a it's, it's it's an interesting exercise in, in this course I think
0: because because I think there was something you spoke about a couple of podcast episodes where I think mm-hmm. I don't know if you had watched or listened to the whole thing but I don't think so but yeah. it was based on certain excerpts that you saw online yeah. like, right which yeah. I also saw yeah and I think based on those excerpts it looked like it was tense it looked like they were like kind of shitting on each other you know? but what you're saying is that it was a it was a good conversation that yeah. was kind of balanced like
1: yeah, yeah. And I think it's... it's, it's oh, that's interesting. Uh? Yeah, you listen to the full context and you understand that uh, at certain points, Sanjay Gupta, he, he got, you know, he he has to, you know, he just had to admit, yeah, Joe Rogan has a point line. And and, and yeah, although although definitely, uh, you know, Joe Rogan brought up studies that, oh, but this study says this and all that. And then, I mean, Sanjay Gupta has to, as a doctor would, you know, he wouldn't immediately say that, yeah, you know, that study is fake or whatever. He would say, I have to look at the study much more closely like, to give you a proper answer. But uh, the, the, the the I think the point was that he actually was coming in with a, a great deal of respect for who he was talking to. So it mm. never felt like that kind of condescending. I'm a doctor, you're not a doctor. You don't You don't know what we're, we're going through and, and things like that. But he's just trying to understand how the mind of, a, you know, a vaccine-hesitant person works right now like, and why... Why you know it's a there's a very is there's more need for conversations like this to happen rather than less, you know mm, mm, mm. yeah and then rather than just saying oh let's 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 force everyone to take the vaccine and all yeah
0: oh I see okay, that's cool that's cool mm, cool yes. cool. I'm gonna put that on
1: my my Q list yeah so do check that out and uh yeah, that's it for the podcast this week man
0: okay, all right thanks for listening guys and yeah. talk to y'all soon.